Oh, it's good to be back, James. It's good to hear that song again. Dude, I needed that one right now. Dude, we haven't. It feels like we haven't podcasted in like a year. It's been forever, and it couldn't come at a better time. Man, let me tell you, I'm, I'm a little pissed. I'm having a rough couple days right now. <laughs> well, dude, you're stuck in Belgian farmland. Your Wi-Fi doesn't work. Yeah, nobody knows the jankiness that just went on. That I don't have data. I can't text you. I don't have Wi-Fi. Because Wi-Fi wasn't working. I had no way to tell you that nothing was working, that I can't do this right now. But we got it working. We're back. It was, oh, that was painful, though. It was almost just a Tory and Remain podcast. Almost. It was just James just left out of this one. Um, almost hit that point. Okay, so first of all, yeah, you think you're in sketchy Belgium, but I'm currently in Sav's car parked outside of a coffee shop in PB poaching Wi-Fi to do this podcast. <laughs> no fucking way. I guess podcast. <laughs> So Savvy has Savvy has to do like a lifeguard orientation because she works as lifeguard in the summer here right now. Yeah. Um, so I dropped her off this morning and then I didn't feel like going all the way back to the house, which is like 25 minutes away. So I'm currently parked in her car outside of a coffee shop, laptop in my lap, holding my microphone, <laughs> podcasting. Oh yes, this is so janky. Parked. I think I'm. I think I'm parked illegally in a towway spot. So if we have to stop mid. I might have just, like, mid-talk, a, a guy might come up and kick me out, and we're going to have to just include him on the podcast. Uh, just tell him what we're doing. Let him come on for a few words. He'll be, he'll be all right with it. I don't understand why this podcast continues to be janky. Dude, we have friends that are trying to help us out, too, and we don't understand. And they say, like, oh, just let us know. Like, let me know, and I'll help you. Like, no, it's, it, we are just living the jank life. Yeah, so I think I'm just going to have to, yeah, when Romaine gets on, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a bit fun. But, um... So, ProGate, winning starts to the Great Gate. Joris won both days in Nashville with a great start. ProGate's the official World Cup Fucking gate and World Championships. Gate! ProGate, man. Bringing us the goods. I know, right? Joris looked good. Yeah, the jankiness happened, everybody. I'm supposed to continue where we left off, talking about the ProGate and, you know, Joris killing it on the ProGate. But, yeah, the jankiness happened. We actually had to restart this. Why'd you tell everyone that? We had cut it perfectly. No one knew. <laughs> and they wouldn't have known, but... Too honest of a person, I had to give it up. So yeah, James's Wi-Fi, like we said, is crap, and we're getting really frustrated. We've been trying to do this for like 30 minutes now. Yeah, nobody knows like how difficult this is. All the people that do know technology are probably getting pissed off at us for how janky this we is. We lost our flow. Oh my God. We lost our flow. Seriously, no flow whatsoever. Um, update on Alex over there. I've heard some. We've been talking to his family, but um, yeah, it looks like. Um, it's a pretty, it's a, he's got a brain injury and I think he's coming home this, did he come home this past weekend? Uh, he got cleared to go home this, a little while ago, so he should be coming home, I think Wednesday. They're oh, just Wednesday, okay. On a doctor to fly with him. Yeah, so, Alex, I think he's improving every day and he's speaking and stuff and, um, so yeah, we are gonna obviously wish him the best and hopefully I get to see him when I, when I get home from San Diego. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he does well and hopefully, uh, has a smooth flight and continue the recovery home. Yeah, it's, I know we talked about it last show, but it's really gnarly and sad, and I hope he makes a full recovery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the positive side, I did hear he's doing, like, much better recently, so that's a good thing to hear and good signs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. How, uh, how was your last couple of weeks, James? Um, I mean, they were going fine. The last couple of days have been not great. I'm in a bad mood, so this is a good thing we have the podcast so I can vent a little bit. Why are you in a bad mood? Okay, well, yesterday, doing downhill sprints, okay, everything's going fine. I did the classic, put my phone in my pocket. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, full speed came flying out of my pocket and was just sliding down the road. Oh. So annoying. I got I've... lucky it wasn't on the screen. Nothing's, like, completely broken. But I went to put my headphones into the little jack thing, and it's, like, pinched together a little bit. <laughs> so it barely fits in. Oh, so, yeah, the same thing happened to me last year. I was doing sprints at Chula, and I just got the new iPhone 10, And I did a sprint, and it flew out of my pocket, <laughs> and then went face down, down the hill, concrete hill for, like, 20 meters, into the bush. <laughs> The worst is you have enough time to, like, look behind you, see it happening, but you can't do a like, single thing about it. You literally see it face down, just sliding down the <laughs> down the road, and you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it's kind of a thrill walking up to it, though, thinking about, like, oh, my God, is it fine? Is there damage? <laughs> is it going to be shattered? It's, a bit, it's a bit of a rush, you know, until, until you yeah, pick yeah. it up, and it just looks like a spider web on the front. <laughs> you're like, cool, this thing is not usable anymore. Yeah, dude, you need a new phone anyway. Yeah, I do. So... But, like, getting back to those these two days, okay, then today, I'm just out doing sprints here, 
Never had notes from Papa Dollar Crash. Okay, my wrist has been hurting. My whatever since it's been like pretty good now. Doing sprints. I'm doing a roll in down the hill to like start accelerating. My fucking chain snaps. I flip the bars, land right <laughs> on my wrist. The middle of the street, no one's around, and fuck it, it hurts so much right now. I'm, yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Really bitching, like. Did that's happened to you so many times? I don't understand. Okay, well this time I don't get it. Pretty fluked where it broke. But it was on, I, I switched to my practice bike today because I was like, I needed a smaller gear. Like, the hill's not very big. So I switched to that. So maybe it was an older chain. But everybody that knows me, I work on my bike. I keep the chains pretty new. So I don't understand what happened. And I just coasted back home, put the bike down, went upstairs, and have been in my room ever since. Went upstairs, went under the blankets in the fetal position, and just contemplated my life for three hours. Straight up. I've been so rattled. I just want to podcast and just want to talk to people but not talk to anybody at the exact same time. <laughs> So like we were saying, though, about Nashville, Joris and Elise looked really good. Yeah, they did. They were cleaning up by the looks of it. Yeah, that's a Joris, that, that's a Joris Speedway for the first straight. straight. What'd you say? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I love that first straight. It's so good for, like, a sprint to the first turn. I don't like that track. No? No, I don't really like that track. The first straight's cool, it's but, in, yeah, I'm not a big fan otherwise. It's kind of a first straight battle, and, like, once you get to the first turn, it seems pretty single file. Yeah, maybe because I got hurt there the one time I raced there. So maybe that's why I don't like it. It didn't, didn't you get sent over the turn? No, I was trying to pass Willers for fourth into the last turn. I flipped the bars and tore the PCL on oh. my knee. Yeah, okay, so that wouldn't leave me with a very good feeling of that track. No, it didn't leave me like a, <laughs> with a great taste in my mouth, and it was humid as no. balls, too. <laughs> it's always so humid, my God. I don't like those East Coast races. I hate the humidity. Oh, it feels so sticky. It's, you can't, you're just sweating all the time. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. But shout out to uh, Joris and Elise for good weekends. Yeah, they were cleaning up. And Saurion, uh, it was a big weekend of racing because they raced in Saurions too. And so that track's changed a lot. So I used to go, I used to stay in the south of France with PH all the time and train, obviously, in the winter and whatever during the season. And so we used to ride Saurions sometimes. And the old track, the way it was, dude, the hill was so flat, it was hard to even balance. It was so good for training. Really? Yeah, it was so good. So when did they change it then? They must have been uh, recent. Yeah, I think they did it for the European Championships last year for the Challenge. I could be wrong, though, okay. but I think they just did it last year or two. Um, but, yeah, the old track was really cool. I mean, it looks it looks fantastic now. It looks really dialed. But I loved the, the old track for training because the hill was so flat. It was like doing a sprint. Just an absolute grind. I love doing that for training. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty fun. It's, like, I, I'm not a fan of racing, obviously, because I'm not a huge horse, but, like, it is fun to train on. It's something different, right? Yeah, it's really good. Um, and so we saw Twan's post, so apparently they didn't let them take sponsors on the podium. And so this leads us into the first rant, James. Yeah. What the actual fuck? I don't, what, what are they doing? I didn't get that. Like, someone, I think it was Martin or Sylvan, somebody tried to explain it to us. But either way, it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't they let that happen? So they say only race were on the podium. For one, that's bullshit, because look at all the World Cup podiums and podiums around the world. Like, guys, like, especially guys with energy drink sponsors, like Twan, Connor, those guys... They got to wear their hats on the podium, and that's how they get paid from those sponsors. Um, so in doing making that rule, it's just, just it's taking away from um, sponsorship for us riders. Look at every other sport, like downhill mountain biking, all other sports. Formula One even, they wear a sponsor's hat on the podium, and we always have too. So I think that's crap in general. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to know the details of what stuff they were and weren't allowed, but hats is like the main thing that they always seem to take out first, and that's like the most standard basic thing to wear on a podium but then the biggest joke so apparently they weren't they were only allowed uh, race gear but they weren't allowed goggles and helmets up there like what that, that what do you think gear. we race with <laughs> like yeah what are they gonna say next time you're not allowed to wear pants you gotta wear like a nice formal pair of jeans or something like that's so frustrating seriously yeah that's really weird Maybe interesting to hear from them what they what the reason is because I don't see any good reason behind that. No, there isn't. And like Sylvan said, I mean, they did a good job of listening to the riders and uh, letting the pros take the amateur side, I think, on the second day because they, it was so windy, apparently. And that's cool because I remember we've done that at some Canada Cups, but the sponsorship thing is crap. We need we need to make a living somehow. Come on. Seriously, no, I completely agree. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but it was cool to see the racing. I watched a bit of it. Uh, I saw the mains, I guess, the elite guys, Twan or Sylvan making the pass and Twan both days. They had a good battle, it looked like. I didn't actually see um, it. Was it good? Yeah, it seemed like it was pretty good. Honestly, the track to me looked a little weird. Like, a little janky. I don't know about that third and last straight. Yeah. It looked a little interesting, but uh, it seemed like it was good racing. Like, 
Tuan, I think, got the whole shot both days. Sylvan, I think, got him on the third straight both days. Classic Sylvan track speed. Um, so, I mean, yeah, racing looked good. Like, they did race the amp side on day two. So, it was a little weird seeing them do the small jumps. I think they were still going pretty fast, I think. Yeah. Um, That's too bad. Yeah. But the win in South of France can be gnarly. Especially, it can be, like, 80, 80 kilometers an hour. And I don't know how bad it was there. But, yeah, like I said, like, we trained so many times in the gnarly wind that I don't blame those guys for not doing the pro section the second day. No, I think that's smart too. Because really, at the end of the day, if it's that windy and you do have to do a pro set, it just it kind of does ruin the racing. Yeah, exactly. So what's the point, really? Yeah. Um, shout out to Romain Mayu. So he's our guest on the show today. He got a podium in Nashville. Yep, saw that. That was cool. We got to find out why he went to Nashville and not Syria. It's kind of funny you went. French, you know? It's kind of funny you went to Nashville because I know he lives in Paris at the center and trains there, but his family lives in Avignon, and that's in the south, like 20, 30 minutes from Sarians. <laughs> That is pretty weird. I know. Yeah. Um, fuck, anything else before we get into Romain? Oh, randomly. Okay, a couple things. Okay, remember, I, I don't know if I told you, uh, some guy on Twitter, I think his name was Chad Capel. Yeah. That's what his name is. He was messaging me about an espresso machine because he really liked the Brooke and Nick podcast. He's a big fan. So he sent me a mini espresso machine. It showed up at my house the other day. So shout out to him. It's badass. It's going to be our new portable espresso machine. That's legendary. You're getting... You're getting a freaking espresso machine from fans of the show. It's awesome. Good guy. This is going to be our road trip espresso machine. It's not a big one. It's like a mini one, so it's going to be our road trip one. So anyone anyone listening to me, I would love some good coffee. Like, if you want to send me some bags of espresso from wherever you live in the world, please do. Just hit me up on Instagram. I'll send you my address. I'll happily accept the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be honored to post you. Make a nice little pic of the art and whatever you want. <laughs> Seriously, man. We need, we need a, a coffee sponsor on this show. I know, I know. We drink so much. Uh, one last thing, the Sylvan social media check-in. Did you see, he posted about it, and this is Laura's post though, Laura jumping the pro set in Papendal. Oh yeah, it's badass. Yeah, I'm not su- I'm not surprised, she's good, man. No, yeah, she really is. I was surprised about that, because that's a pretty big one out of the first turn. That's like the biggest jump we have on the circuit nowadays, which is kind of bummer. But yeah, that was pretty cool to see. It is. I mean, good for her. That's uh, it takes it takes a lot of power to get her that turn and jump the second straight, and she made it look quite easy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I had, to, I had to give a shout out there. Absolutely, Laura. She's uh, she's uh, how do I say ad- like advancing the progression of the women's class quite a bit. Her alone, honestly. I mean, there are obviously Mariana, Elise, they do as well. But I feel like Laura does a lot of that kind of stuff and really advances it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's pretty cool to see. It just ups all the other ladies as well. Exactly, and I mean, let's be real here, a berm jump's scary, and that's probably, is that her first, I mean, I would guess it's probably the first time she's jumped a berm jump, I could be wrong. Yeah, it could be wrong, but there can't be many in her life, because yeah, obviously the girls don't have berm jumps to jump, so. And it's not like another pro section, I mean, a berm jump, the first time you go up to it, it's scary. Seriously. Like, yeah, super scary. It's like, all of a sudden, death gap. You're, you're short, you're dead. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, good job, Laura. Oh, should I announce my news about the Paris World Cup now, James, or should I wait? No, I think we should, you know, let's leave it for the end of the show because, you know, we need something to talk about at the end. Okay, we leave it for the end of the show, but I got big news heading into the Paris World Cup. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, it's, it's big news, so people, don't, don't fucking exit halfway through and not hear. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen to find out. I know, you gotta listen to the end of the show to find out about me and the Paris World Cup. It's gonna be big. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's check in with Romain. All right, James. On the line, we got French national champ. Give him a good intro, James. Go for it. Give him a good intro. Well, he's a brother of the show. Um, <laughs> Romain, what else can I say about you? <laughs> uh, when he talked about know. his Paris, talk about Paris last year. The two silver medals at Paris World Cup last year, dude. That was freaking on it. <laughs> the only guy to always pick lane seven. Yeah, unbelievable uh, every time you. you just picked that lane seven. Remain my you, everybody. Yeah, how are you guys? Good, how are you, man? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. You in Paris at the moment? Yeah, yeah, just uh, came back from the from the US yesterday morning. Did you uh did you just fly to Nashville for the race and back? No, no, um I went to Sacramento for a week, so I I, I spent time with with a team, Tangent, with a TGA Rich. Everybody were supposed to to race a pro am in uh, like in north of Sacramento, but it uh, it was raining, so we didn't. And uh, just 
I just spent the week there, was training there, and uh, I flew to, to Nashville on, on Thursday. Oh, cool. Yeah, congrats on the podium there. That must have been cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That what, was cool. What did you think of the track and everything? It's a drag strip, huh? Oh, my God. It's, it was my, my first time there, so, um, yeah, it's it's something different, but it, it was fun. That that first trip, like, long first trip, it's uh, it's all about horsepower, and um, it's like a sprint, you know, box sprint, so... Um, that was fun. The track is the rest of the truck was was good too. Nothing, nothing special. Just small, but but yeah, that was that was fun. A lot of fun. Was it humid what as about, fuck? Yeah, I mean, not that bad. Like it's, uh, it was, it was for sure. But but I, I could like I was able to breathe or, or anything. So that was good. I'm glad you could breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 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 it was. I think it was more immediately in uh, in Rockhill for the world. Than we had there. Rock Hill was bad though. Oh my god. Yeah. What about the uh, yeah. what about the tabletop down the first day straight room? Were you guys pull manual on that thing or what? The table? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I tried. I tried in the practice, and um, I'm 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 too small. I think I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I I tried and I just I caked it and I was not even full speed. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna try that. That thing is really scary to pull, honestly. It's really scary to pull. If you bonk, you're dead. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not that that big. It's just you have so much speed and you can't... You have to be perfect. You, you can't, can't, like, mess oh. up. You can't. Can you imagine bonking that thing? You're dead. Seriously. I think uh, it was um, Sebastian Tenner. He just... He was in Molo just in front of me and he cased it and he just, like, went over the bar and crashed and that was, that was bad. I hope he's okay, but... Holy shit! Did he was did he race the rest of the weekend or was he out after that? Uh, he was he was on the on day two, like second moto I think, and he didn't race the moto and anything. But I don't know what 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 would happen. But just I saw he case and he crashed pretty bad. Oh, poor guy. I hope he's okay too. Yeah, I hope he's okay too. Why did you uh, Why did you race Nashville instead of Sarriant? Um, I I've always wanted to go to Nashville, and. Well, uh, I didn't really want to go Sarion. Um I don't know why. It's not. It's nothing about like the track or anything. I just, I just wanted to go somewhere and spend time with the team, so I can hang out with them a little bit. And um, and yeah, it was just. I just wanted to go there to race there. And yeah, didn't want to go Sarion. James, you live? I'm live here. Sorry, I was a little delayed there on that one. My bad, but. No, that's interesting. I was kind of curious why you did that, but it's a bummer. It seems like it would have been worth the trip if you got to do the Pro-Am, too, in, in uh, Cali there, but it's a bummer it got canceled, so you only kind of got the one race, but made it up with the podium. Hey, that's always good. Yeah, and uh, I can't hear you pretty good, James. I think uh, you're a little bit full more, but still. Um... <laughs> oh, my God, James, the jankiness is taken away from our podcast! I know, it's alright, people are just going to find this entertaining or really annoying, so they're going to lose followers or just gain them, I don't really know. Alright, Romain, let's let's get into your uh, your career growing up, especially in France, so there's obviously lots of riders in the pro class in France, like was it, when you were growing up, was it always the same, like did you guys always have a ton of pros, because I mean, it seemed like Ali and Levesque and those guys, they came over to the US and raced a lot, and you guys have always had a lot of pros in, in France, so did you have a lot of pros you looked up to growing up? Um, not really, um... I was was well. I was going to the race, and I was not really interesting about watching pros or anything. I was the kind of like kids. I was racing, doing my stuff. I was like spending time with my friends at the track, and not even looking pro. So, um, I don't. I don't know. I just when I when I turned uh, junior, uh, I raced. Uh, I raced in uh, in elite in France. So I just raced one year in junior, then went straight to to elite. And it was already like a, a big group of, of, of riders. We have like, uh, I think from the first race I did in Elite, we still have, like we had one eight final every time in the French Cup, like from from 20, 2012 to from, to now. So yeah, a lot of, lot of guys, a lot of fast guys, and, um, and that's good for us. I know from being there a lot with PH and training in the south of France, it seemed like a lot of the tracks have a good club program with a good club coach and they kind of bring kids up to the ranks that way. Whereas in the U S it's just kind of a free for all kids just go to the track and do whatever. So did you have a good club growing up with a coach that helped you? 
Yeah, of course. Um, I had a had a club like I was going there two times a week, uh, maybe three times sometimes with the coach. It was like I was not going only to the track to have fun and do whatever I want. I was uh, with the coach, and and then when I when I was fourteen, I just moved to to Bourges in in the like middle of France. It's a training center for the like the young guys. So that's that's where I really start to like training every day sometimes two times a, a, a day so um, you have that kind of like club everywhere in France if you go north south um, west you're gonna find a, a place to if where you can like training every day and with a coach and someone who can help you so that's just good and I think that's that's why we have a lot of kids and uh, and a good good kids yeah I think that's why especially France is such a powerhouse in BMX because not only do you guys have a good national team program, but growing up, you have a, a, those clubs, like you said, and coaches and stuff. And in North America, like we don't really have that. It's just basically a free for all, and you got to do it on your own. Yeah, I, I see. I, I see that you can like guys have kind of clinics and everything, but no, nothing like we have here. And uh, and yeah, it's it's good for us. It's good for for the kids for the next generation. They people help them. They they have coach, and it's good. Yeah, and it doesn't. It seems like it's not just like random people helping. The the training at the track for the kids is good. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's not just a guy who's going to the track because he has to. Like he, the coach loves to to do that to teach the kids, and, um, and yeah, that's good. I mean, look at any other sport, hockey, soccer, whatever. You always grow up with a coach, and a coach will run you through drills and that kind of stuff. And it shouldn't be any different with BMX. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree completely. So, Romain, I'm curious, you said you only did, was it one year of junior, really? But you raced uh, World Champs as junior both years, right? Uh, I didn't hear you, James. All right, let's see if Tori can fix this for me, i got to speak up. But you were saying that in France you only did one year of junior, but at the World Champs, did you, you raced junior both years you could, right? Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I was just, um, they let me race elite when I was junior only in France on the French Cup that's it uh, my second year of junior so um, when I was going to the Euro round or the world it was like making everything easier because I was just racing with the elite all the year and uh, yeah that, that helped me a lot yeah I can imagine because you did really well in the, the world champs in junior both years right yeah I won uh, the town trail both both, uh, both years and uh, ended up fourth, I th- yeah, fourth on uh, my second, second year. Just a time trail assassin. <laughs> <laughs> did you like? Did you like time trial at the World Cups and stuff? Um, yeah, actually, I only raced one time trial. It was in Manchester. I was I was still junior because I think then you needed to be in the top sixteen. Yeah, yeah. To race time trial, and I, I was not. I was not so. Um, yes, I, I liked it. I liked it. it. Was it was fun? It was something different. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. So traveling with the French team and stuff, it, you guys have the strongest national team in the world. You have so many guys that can be not only in mains and stuff, but on podiums or even win World Cups or Euro rounds or whatever. So how was that kind of dynamic? Are you guys all buddies and and push each other in training all the time? Yeah, exactly. We just we are like a big group of friends from the like even with the coach we have like a good good relationship with the coach and we are all buddies and I think it's just that's why it helps us to to, to, to be like uh, to be the best we're just pushing everyone to be the best um, and we are happy when someone like you can not get a good result but someone in the team is going to get it and you are happy for him and it's, it's that's how it works so yeah I mean like for the last two years it's been like it's been good for the team good result a lot of guys in the in the main on the podium, so just hope that we're gonna keep keep going that way. What I think is really cool about the French team, like you said, is you guys seem li- like genuinely excited for each other when you do well. Whether it's like if you look at the Americans, they they don't care how each other do; they just yeah, want to yeah. do well for themselves. But for instance, the French team, you guys re- honestly look like you're happy for each other. Yeah, that, that's right. Even though sometimes you can be like sad because you just you didn't make the main or anything, you still they're gonna go. go gonna go see the guy and sound like okay go kill it and if you're gonna do good you're gonna be happy for him and we're all gonna have like a, a beer or something at the hotel at night and and it's that's that's how it works well like we're just all friends and 
and uh, and that's good. Yeah, it's cool. You guys have always been like that because I used to train in France all the time, like I said, and the French team back then was always really welcoming to me, and I would go and train at, at the center in Axe with them, and then even we went to Lombre in the north France to ride the I super... I remember. I was there. I was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there, and you and Amidou were pretty young. Were you still... Yeah. You might have still been junior, right? You were a junior. Still junior. Yeah, yeah. And so the French team was always really cool. Like, you guys always let me train with you guys and let me go to the Supercross camp with you guys, and I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we've always been like that, so... I don't know if that's why we are, like, as good as we are now, but, well, that's, that's how it is now, so that's good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You can't really have, like, an off day with you guys, then, because if you're off and training with those guys, I feel like you're just going to be getting cut off every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Like, dude, like, it's yeah. like a World Cup semi or main every time they line up, James. <laughs> Seriously. I don't think, when's the last time there's been, like, a final or even a podium in the World Cup final that a French guy hasn't been on it? Never. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> so, why why did you make the the move to Paris? Because you grew up in the south of France. Yeah, um, uh, I grew up in the north of France actually. Oh, did you? And then my yeah, my parents just bought a house like a few years ago, and we moved to south of France. But I was in Bourges. It's uh, like middle of France, training there as uh, when I was junior. Um, we had um, the training center was in Aix-en-Provence before, South of France. Like you went there, you know, yep. you know about it. And they, they just moved everything to Paris, like the track cycling and the BMX. So the federation is here, and all the um, all the the, the, the guys from the team, like uh, the French team, not like the French team, but the I don't know the program. They they, they have to stay here. So that's why I'm living here. We have like uh, room for each other. We have the track here for training, the gym, everything, the food, the physio. So it's like it's a training center is in Paris. That's why I, I moved to, to Paris. Who who gets to live there? Like you have to be an Ask team member. Like do they pay for it for you, or do you have to pay, or how does that work? Um, yeah, we have to to pay. So the federation has like pays a part, like a big part, and we have to pay like it's twenty five percent from the like the actual price. It's like. 380 euros a month oh that's not bad no then you pay like for your food for your room the training the physio everything but let's let's for a minute let's talk about how shitty those beds are it's like sleeping on a wood <laughs> it's like sleeping on a wooden bench actually they, they change every every bed no it's good okay cause it's about time because me and Connor came to train there in 2016 the beginning of the year we didn't sleep for two days. We had to just crush, like, sleeping pills and melatonin to get a bit, because it was horrid. And I think we didn't even have Wi-Fi at this time. No, we had to hang our phones out the window and get I it from remember. the velodrome. <laughs> it's better now. I remember trying to post my Instagram photo, just hanging my phone out the window, trying to get Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, James? You're in the dorm, no Wi-Fi, <laughs> shitty bed. You gotta go run to the local Starbucks, download a few Netflix episodes, and then come back and watch them. <laughs> do you uh yeah do you like living there like what do you do outside for f like what do you do for fun there because the town's pretty small there's not a whole lot going on there for those people that haven't been there yeah yeah sure it's um like if you want to have fun see something you have to go in uh, in paris it's like 25 minutes drive or you can take the train it's the same like 20, 25 minutes so if you want to like we don't really have fun here like we just <laughs> training like, there's nothing, we have, like, there's a bar, there's a coffee shop, everything, but it's nothing, like, like, like really fun, so, that's why it's, like, a few times a year, I like to, to go to, to the U.S. for a month or two for, for training, um, or we'll go back home, like, for weeks, so, I'm not staying in the center, like, all the year. Yeah, it's probably a good thing, I'd get a little tired being there all the time. Yeah, you're just doing like the same thing every day, and it's. I mean, most of the time it's good, but sometimes I just feel like I need something new to change something and to go somewhere. So that's yeah, I'm not staying here all the time. Yeah, it's a good thing. You need more than one coffee shop, more than just a Starbucks to go to as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, we're getting into the Paris World Cup. Okay, speaking of, I guess last year first, you were super successful there. Um, I guess that's the main track you guys ride all the time. How big of a part does that play in you feeling comfortable at the World Cup and it being able to be so successful? Um, I mean, just 
it just makes everything easier. Uh, that was my first time racing uh, because I was too young to race in uh, Fréjus in France, the World Cup, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So r- racing in France, like World Cup, was my first time. And and I don't know, it's like your home track. You don't have to think about anything. You just do what you do every day in the training. And and it's just, it's just everything is easier. So... Um, so yeah, that was that was good. That was fun, and I didn't even feel like I was racing like a World Cup, like I used to to feel on the other race. Oh, that's the coolest feeling. I've only raced one World Cup at home, or one yeah, big kind of big race at home. Home. I was in Abbotsford at the World Cup in 2012. It's so nice. You wake up in your own bed, do your routine, and then exactly you, you just that's basically so you go to the track like it's just any other day, and you know the track so well, and you're so confident. And, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just you know everything about the track every part you just in your room your own bed it's it doesn't feel like a race and it's and it's, and it's cool yeah although i kind of think it is i think it is bullshit that we do have world cups at training center tracks what do you think <laughs> well I, yeah but i mean um even though we have a world cup somewhere it's not a training center everybody's gonna go there two weeks before for training so yeah, it's easier for the guys who are training there all year, but I mean, the track are not that complicated now. And uh, I think if you go to the track a week or two before, you can get used to it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You, I won't, agree. you won't feel like it's your own track, but still. Yeah. James, we miss the days of just rolling up and having to figure it out. Yeah, you know my opinion on that. I'm all aboard the train that I know it's too expensive, but we need tracks where people have to show up and learn it within an hour and a half. and. I wish I was I was part of the day where that was a thing, but I never was. So I think we need to bring that back because that's a skill that is lost in our sport now. Yep. Yeah, but I agree. It would be nice to to bring back like a brand new track nobody raced ever. Mm-hmm. Don't don't say you agree, Romain, because we know you're pumped for Paris World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I like to race my own track. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But still, I, I wish that we can we could go somewhere like brand new track. We don't know anything about it. That would be fun. No, I agree. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. It's uh, but yeah, like racing at home must be so special for you. Do you have a lot of family that comes out and watches? Yeah, yeah, family, friends, um, everybody from the center, like the guy from the track cycling, they come to see because they, they're interesting to see how it is in in Rio, and then the guys like from the velodrome, the physio, everything. and it feels like home. Yeah, that's really cool. Because it must be really interesting for all those other athletes to see a World Cup. Because I know when we watch other sports World Cups, it's it's cool. Yeah, sure. It's uh, it's cool. I think they, and last year they loved they loved it, and even um, like we're working with the with the physio every day. We we don't even know what we do. Like he knows what we do, but he has never seen anything. So that's that's cool when they come to watch us. Yeah. So like we said, you must be excited. How's the how do you feel like your year's gone so far? Are you feeling ready heading into Paris, or where where are you at? I feel like I'm I'm ready. Um, uh, the first race like really didn't go as good as it was last year. Um, well, we 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 went back to Manchester. Uh, I used to hate that place. Um, I still don't like it, but still, it's it it was better. But yeah, I, I was there, but I was not really like riding like like myself. Um, the last three years I went there, I just crashed in the in the practice every time, and I ended up breaking my collarbone. So, well, not my favorite place, but then um, felt good in Papendal. Uh, the make the main, that was that was good, and uh, yeah, I feel like I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. Um, I used to be like good the last three years on the on the first races, like being good and and a little bit like it was a little bit tough on the middle of the year so I hope that it's going to be the opposite this year yeah I thought you looked good in Papandale you whole shot a lot of laps um, yeah I, lo- I love that track I love that that, that place uh, I think it's one of my favorite on the on, on the circuit so so yeah I, I, when I feel good I just just like easy so why do you so why do you pick outside so often um, I just I like to be outside because like the first race is like long it's wide open you have you have time so you don't have to, i mean like you don't have to be in the inside every time and uh and i i had a like bigger gig that i used to to race on like normal track 
So I, I just wanted to have to have time to like to get speed. What gear did you spill use? The, yeah, spill the beats on that one. What a gear? Uh, it was the forty-eight. Forty-eight seventeen. Uh, sixteen. Forty-eight sixteen. <laughs> no, seventeen. I was gonna be like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, four, so forty-eight seventeen with a big t- big rear tire and one seventy-five cranks. One sixty crank. <laughs> so, yeah, one seventy-five. So you guys, I mean, Francis tip like you guys all like like to do overgear sprints and a lot of that kind of stuff. Why do you why do you take that approach? I didn't hear what you said. So I know often in France, you guys like to do a lot of overgear sprints and big gear sprints and use some big gears in racing. So why do you, why that strategy? Um, I just I think it depends depends of people. Most of most of us are doing that because that's that's how we feel good and on the track. I know I love to do big gear. Even when we go like in the winter, we do some track cycling, and I love to to have like a big gear and when it's hard and. And because I just know when I'm on the gate, I like to, to feel like the first crank a little bit odd, and then I'm getting just more speed. And But it, it depends about the people. I know a few guys in the team are not doing that. It's, we talk with the coach and just to see what's better for, for each other. And uh, we, all, we all have a home plan on the training. Just likes a little something to push into, James. Seriously, just a little bit of push into is never a bad thing. But let's spill the deets here, Romain. Yeah, because I remember hearing rumors, or maybe it was someone telling me that you were riding the uh, the track bike, you guys in the winter, and you were pushing one of those like their stock bikes or ones that people can borrow, and you were either like matching their PB times or breaking their times. What's the rumors around that? I didn't hear James. <laughs> okay, I'll re- I'll repeat it. So <laughs> yeah. there's there's rumors that in the winter you tried track cycling and you killed it. You had really fast oh, times on a stock bike. Okay. So let's hear. Yeah, um, I did. I did pretty good. Like um, I knew that I was not that bad, and uh, so I had a, I had a bike, like like shitty bike with a, like shitty wheels, not a good bike. And uh, we were doing like start, and and um, the coach from the national team just like came to, to to see me, and I think like my best I was under 18 second like the lap, which is good I think with that kind of bike, and. But I've never really think like about going to track cycling right now. At least like maybe in a few years, but not right now. Dude, I think it'd be such a boring sport to train for coming from BMX. That's that's why I'm like I like to do it like in the winter. We go like three times in a month. In December we go we do some start. It's fun, but doing that every day uh, for now I'm just I just I can't. BMX is so fun, <laughs> and it feels like that sport. I bet is just a grind every day. You just you just turn around and around and just don't <laughs> just do keep, anything. Keep turning. less like NASCAR. Keep turning. Keep pedaling. Keep turning. It's 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 the same. Yeah. So no. For now, I'm, I'm having fun doing gaming. Well, Romain, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. All right. All right. Well, if you can hear me now, I want to kind of get your thoughts. Kind of talk to you about Rio 2016. I know you weren't on the Olympic squad for that. Was that a bummer for you, or was it kind of more motivation to push harder for Tokyo? Um, it was a bummer, but uh, actually, like the years, like 2015, I was not that good. I didn't get any any good result, and I just had like a. I thought I could have a shot in 2016, and I just crashed in a, in a, in Manchester. So ended up my my season and. Yeah, just get motivated for for the for the next one uh, for Tokyo, and it just uh, just went back to the training and just thinking about about that. Yeah, so obviously Tokyo twenty twenty is is the big goal now. Do you guys have like within your French team, like we said before, you guys have so many guys that could go and be competitive. What's the criteria for you guys? Um, we have like um, like a ranking between uh, between us. So we, we 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 get points uh, only when we make the main, like on the on the World Cup, World Champion, and European uh, Championship. And so at the end of the of the two, like after the Worlds in 2020, we're just gonna see who who is like in the top three, and and they're gonna be the guys who are probably gonna go to the, to the Olympics. When did it start? It started in uh, Manchester this year. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so you just have to perform every race. Yeah, you, and you, you need to be, like, in the main every race if you want to score, so... It's yeah. Just, it's just pushing us even more now. Yeah, because you guys obviously have Joris, Silva, and you, uh, Ren Carell, then you also have Pills and um, Rago Richard, yeah. and all the... Like, Amidou's back. Man, that's a strong team. Amidou is back. Well, guys. Is Amidou back on the team now? Or does he have to earn his way back on or what? Um, he's starting to, to feel better now. Um, he's, uh, he's here this week for, for training with us. He was just, uh, I think, a little bit scared when he when he raced again in Verona. It was his first race back. So And Verona is not like the, the best track when you want to race like third year. So I feel like it's getting it's getting better now. Is he, is he back on the team or does he have to earn his way back on or something? No, no, he, he has to like to do to do result yeah. as uh, like the same and that we have to do and um, for now no he's not he's not in the gym well one thing I was curious about Romain was uh, you're one of the used to be one of the three guys on you know the chill chase team and then was it last year beginning of last year you swapped over to start riding for the tangent crew the cartel there what was the reason for the move or was it just kind of timing um uh, I mean, everything was good with Chase. I was racing for them for like six years already, almost from the beginning. And um, I was just, I just felt I needed something new, something different, new challenge. And that, um, well, they offered me something better than Chase. So I was like, okay, I'm getting a team. I'm, I like to be with Joris and Kona in the team. It's fun. And it's, they just, like, they pushed me too. But I want to be the the top guy in the team too so that's that's why i moved yeah and obviously uh rich and tj and those guys are all really good guys they take good care of their athletes i think or good care of their oh, riders yeah. they're, they're the best they're the best really every time I, I go there they take care of me like so much and even when i'm not there when i'm here just make sure that everything is good and yeah they're, they're the best i think they i think they get it they know bmx and they they know how to take they care of their riders. It's BMX. it's cool. They actually love BMX. Yeah, like they they do really. They're good for the whole industry. I feel like. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. They, they just they don't do that just to make money. They they love what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's cool. They're they're supporting you. Um, have you do you like racing in the U.S. or do you like racing in Europe or do you like doing a bit of it all? Because obviously you got an American um, sponsor, so. Uh, I like to go to the U.S., but I I, I don't know if I would go like for whole, a whole year. I like to go there a few times a year when uh, when I can go like to to a track that I like or something like that. But I like to race also in Europe, but not that much. I'm not racing too much year round. I'm more racing on the French Cup for my like we have a club, so I'm, ra- I'm racing for them. And uh, of course, the World Cup are like what I like the most. Yeah, I mean, I like the World Cups the most too. Um, a lot of the like, I mean, we talked about it on other podcasts, but. Um, do you feel like the tracks in Europe are better for racing? Of course. Um, I mean, uh, when you like, I went to Nashville. I didn't need to to practice for for thirty minutes. Like fifteen minutes was enough for the track. Like even ten minutes was enough for the track. It's nothing that has nothing to do. Um, and I think yeah, the track for sure are better in Europe. And uh, and uh, also you can see when the kids from the US come to race in Europe, like Zolder or something. They just like lost on the track, I think, and and yeah, the track, the track. I mean, like some track are not that good in Europe too, but it's still something different than in the US. Yeah, you're more challenged. It's it's kind of funny. You see a lot of top American amateurs that are nag one or whatever in the US, and they go to World's track and they just look lost on some jumps. It's kind of funny. Like yeah. they're just they're never challenged at home. Yeah, they just they just pedal and just push like everywhere pedal on the, on the on the jump also so it's not that's not how, how it is here no and the way the sport's going how how can they possibly be good when they're older if by the time they're 16 17 they just manual and pump everything you know exactly exactly yeah whereas you look at the euro kids and especially in france the tracks are technical and good and the kids grow up with so much skill and i think that's a big reason why you guys have so much skill yeah i think so and uh, like france in the in the uk in uh, in uh, netherlands also they have good tracks and and yeah that, that's uh, that helps the kids for sure yeah yes. speaking of which we went to Papin, or went to Paris sorry on the weekend got to ride the track a little bit that third straight you guys have there now is technical like, I think I spent 30 minutes just trying different line options and figuring out which was a better option like 
it was crazy. Yeah, yes, there's like there are a few options on the line. You, you don't have only one line like on the race. Everybody's gonna do something different probably. So that's what we were looking for, and uh, also for the girls. So it's only one line. So it was for guys and girls trying to find some film, something like cool and not just manual, manual, manual. And so I think, what, what's yeah, the I secret line there? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't even know the line. <laughs> oh, what a liar, James. He knows. They've been timing it. They what a exactly liar. What line <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 there's like two main lines. I don't know which one is faster yet. Oh, he's slow balling us, James. Yeah, he'll know exactly what line it is on the first we round. Know they've had like the, two seconds. We know they've had the Brower timers out there and they've <laughs> timed it. <laughs> Um, we got a lot of quick shot questions for you, Remain, so let's get into some fan questions Guys. for you. Alright, let's do it. Sounds good. Alright, James, let's start us. I will. Alright, first one from Neat Kimmin. How did you get lap times half a second faster than everyone else in Paris last year? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Joris had the fastest lap of the weekend in the main on day two. But... Just like I know the track, I know every part of the track, and like it's not even like in the turns everywhere. I, I know where I can get like more speed or or, every, or anything. So so yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. At Larissa E. Berhard, how did you choose one hundred for your career number? Um, I didn't have a career number the first two years. And then I was like, okay, I, I need one. I, do, I don't want to race a different number every time I'm racing somewhere. And uh, 100 was available. I didn't want the three digits first. And then I, I was like, oh, that one will look just good. So that's that's the only reason. That's a good clean one. So. All right, next one from at H underscore P underscore W. Would you rather race Supercross tracks or standard Euro tracks? Um, it depends about what kind of supercross track. Uh, if uh, uh, um, if all the supercross track was looking like something like Papenlor or Saint Quentin or I don't know something like big, I would love to race only there. But I love what you I love also racing a traditional track with a flat hill. I'm not I'm not a big fan of five meter hill. I think it's it's useless. But yeah, like it's always good to race flat hill too. I kind of agree. Like, either go supercross or normal. I think five meter. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the five meter either, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really enjoy the five meter here, and I feel like it's, it's in between, but it's, it's useless. It's kind of what's Maybe the point. It's fun. It's fun for the kid, I think, but that's it. I kind of agree. Like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. At Thomas Juve, we heard that you are not a good tennis player. Is that a true? <laughs> good but he's not good either I, I know him and uh, I just <laughs> like to do something something else when I have like when I'm home so not only BMX all the time and I love to play tennis even though even though yeah I'm not good it's a fun game it's a good hobby mm -hmm. yeah it's good I, I like that are you uh who's your favorite tennis player Jeannie Bouchard uh, <laughs> <laughs> woman's yeah Jeannie Bouchard for sure she's in Paris right now I should, I should try to to see her hit her up bro hit her in the DMs <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will. Alright, next question from at Max. Ganakovsky. If you could live anywhere but France and or the US, where would you choose to live? Uh I will live like what do you say? France or the US or somewhere else? Somewhere else. Like, somewhere else other than those uh, two. Uh I don't know, I would say Australia? Yeah, cool. Australia. At Saint underscore S ninety six. Next goal for your racing career. Uh, next goal is to 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 go to the Olympics and get a get a medal. Atta boy. From at Pat Mac nineteen eighty four. Why do you think that BMX as a whole is doing so good in France and lackluster in the US? Um. Like I said, I think it's uh, it's uh, first of all like the the tr 
I mean, like the tracks, they're, they're all the same and it's nothing challenging or anything for for the kids that just start BMX and, and uh, not even those who start, but those who are doing BMX for years. And um, it doesn't help them, I think. And that's that's one of the, the main reasons, I think. At CowShoss103, what bad habit do you have that you can't stop doing? Um, what bad habit? Um, I gotta be the last on the gate every time. Every <laughs> time uh, I'm the last guy to go like, on the gate, and sometimes like the, the 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 guy from the UCI is pissed because he would say like, "Go on the gate, go on the gate," and I'm like, "No, I just I'm waiting. I want to be like the last, last." And Why? when it's the, I don't know. I just don't like to to stay on the gate and just wait. That's 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 it. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't like to, to do that. Liam, <laughs> Liam, Liam always used to be the last guy on the gate too. He always used to wait till um, the last moment. Always, I know that if I'm the last guy, like the gates are gonna drop like soon, and it's and it's go time. But I don't like to just chill on the gate. It's kind of funny the UCI people get pissed sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I got like in uh, in Papendorf, the guy was pissed. Yeah, no, it's like, kind no, of re- no, you, yeah. you don't do that anymore tomorrow, or you are disqualified. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question from Matt Trey White, seventy-eight. Would you take up track cycling after BMX? Um, maybe, maybe I will see. Uh, I will see how it goes for for Tokyo twenty twenty uh, BMX and like in twenty twenty five it's gonna twenty twenty four is gonna be in Paris. So cool. I wish I will still be racing or if I'm not maybe like track cycling. I don't know, but yeah, I keep that in mind somewhere but I don't really think about that. Um, at Dana Tookshire, what do you wish you had known when you first started out in BMX? What he said? I didn't hear. What do you wish you had known when you first started in BMX? Uh, what do I think? I want, um, uh, that it was that much fun, like, and makes me travel all over in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right, from Axe, at BMX underscore rider underscore why do they call you Mr. Nice Guy? <laughs> uh, that's the guy in the, in the US. Um, uh, they call me Mr. Nice Guy because I'm too nice on the track sometimes and I'm not the one who's gonna, like in a turn, if I have to to push someone out of the turn, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do it. Like, you're not gonna see me doing that kind of move and Sometimes they're like, oh, you're too nice. You shouldn't be that nice. That's that's why. Fair. At Hessel Tijizen, most important thing outside of BMX racing? Um, uh, spending time with uh, my family. I don't see them that often because they are like side of friends. I'm living in Paris. So, yeah, I like to, to go back and spend time with them at home. From at T Nighthawk forty nine, who do you dislike racing against? <laughs> um, there, there are a few guys that uh, it's not that I dislike. It's just I know when if I'm next to them on the gate or or anything, it just it can be it can be bad like out of the out of the gate. So they can maybe go sideways or anything, but a little bit sketchy. But it's not like I don't like to race them. I just I just know I need to like be careful sometimes. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. It's like no, no, no. Like you guys. Um. But all right, all right. He, that's why he's Mr. Nice Guy, James. He just answered your previous question. You don't have to say that you you, know, you don't like being beside flaps. It's a cocky loop. His elbows, man. I, like, I, like, always you, in your face. I like to race against you. <laughs> Um, El Kilgore forty nine. Do you enjoy a diet of Oreos and beer like another French writer I know? Do you enjoy what? I didn't hear what you said after enjoy. Do you enjoy a diet of Oreos and beer like another French oh. writer? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of uh, beer. I can uh, I can drink a beer after a race or like the weekend with my friends, but I'm not. I'm not drinking that much and. Of course, I like Oreo, but I'm not in eating as much Oreo as uh, as Silva. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Double shot. Speaking of which, Terry, I think we missed Sylvan's question. Oh, did I? I scrolled up. That's all right. From at Sylvan Andre BMX. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm single. No, you're dating Letitia Buffoni. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. Um, she doesn't know, yeah. but you are, yeah. I wish. I wish. Double shot from Liam Phillips, 65. Big gear, short cranks. Why? Whose philosophy was it? His or someone else's or a coach? Um, why? Uh, because I, I used to race 180 when I was junior. And also when I was 80, like the first year with uh, like 43, I was a small gear. And I just switched to 175 and I felt just better like out of the gate, even though it's a little bit harder. Uh, I just like how it feels and um, when I have to spin the legs also. So that's the only reason. And then I just, I don't know, I was getting stronger. So I, I was trying to race with a bigger gear. Um, and then we talked with the coach. It's not only like the coach who told me you should do that. It's, it's also about me, what I wanted. And uh, we like we we ended up thinking that yeah it's maybe it's maybe good for me to to race with uh, with something a little bit bigger. Yeah, fair enough. Huh? All right, from at Yale dot verdict verdict. In what way can BMX still evolve in your opinion? So like in training or equipment or what? Um, I think like everyone pretty much is doing this the same thing in training. I think right now like. Uh, there is no, I don't think there is like secrets or, or anything. I can see like every time I go somewhere training, like I'm with someone and we are doing pretty much the same thing. And so I don't know if we in training we can like get better. And in uh, in the like on the bike, um, I'm, I'm not the guy who wants like the, the 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 last thing on the bike, the disc or the the lighter bike or anything. I don't really like care about that. So I, I don't really know. At uh, Jens Linder, what is your greatest strength as a BMX racer? Uh, biggest strength, uh, 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 I'll say track uh, speed. Fair enough, yeah. All right, from at uh, Frankie Adoy, what is it like to be in the French squad with so many good riders? It's good. It's good. It just, like I said uh, earlier, it just makes you like make you even better you need to to step up your game and it's just it's just fun because we we just we like each other we all friends and, it, and it's just only good times um that's simba boosh.fr do you think you're faster with 90 kilograms in the ass do you think what do you think you're faster with 90 kilograms on your ass was 92 like two months ago it was the first time i was that big and i was like no i need to i need to get back to to 80 89 at least so i feel better now that's fair all right from at pat mac 1984 he just says why are there so many french elites i think you've answered that one yeah yeah like i said we have a we have a lot of like in the french cup already we are a lot of elite guy like 18 final every time so we just from like from that from the beginning we're just trying to get better and better and some of, of us are getting better so they can make it to the team and and that's why then we're all pushing each other um at from at simba again why don't you have a girlfriend <laughs> um not really looking for one or well, i don't know i don't i don't i'm not looking for a girlfriend right now i'm just just doing BMX and if I met someone there I'll see how it goes but yeah not looking for anyone yeah like if Jeannie Bouchard asks you out you're not gonna say no I'm not gonna <laughs> say no of course I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a date with her but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna send a message to her we'll see look Jeannie I'm not looking for anything serious <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and she speaks French too perfect yeah and she speaks, some she speaks French <laughs> Alright, from at Coffee Chatter. It's a yes or no question. Would you, will you pull Manuel the first jump in Zolder? No. From at James Palmer 66. You're going up for the main in Paris. 
you either have to pick lane one or ride an OS 20. What do you do? <laughs> I go lane one. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I remain. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. It was great to, uh, great to chat. Obviously we're both good buddies with you, but, um, it was good to kind of chat more in depth about your career and, uh, yeah, good luck in yeah. Paris in a couple weeks. Thanks for having me guys. It was, was a lot of fun and thank you. And, uh, hope to, to see you soon, Tori and, uh, Jim, see you, see you soon in Paris. Oh, Romain, yeah, Romain, you're going to see me in Paris. I'm not ready. I'm oh, not ready. No really? I'm not. I'm not ready to race yet. But we got big news. James, fuck it. Should we just drop it now? Yeah, drop it now. Let him be on the show. Drop the news. All right. So Willers quit his job. I'm taking over Willers' job for Paris. No way. Yeah. So I'll be the guy in the, That's the cute. yeah in the studio doing like the TV stuff and whatever. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm Amazing. looking forward. Yeah, I can't so wait cool. to do it. Honestly, I'm super excited. So yeah, the UCI reached out. To see you doing that. Yeah. That's cool. Good. The uh, the UCI reached out to me. I guess yeah, Willers. Willers quit the job. He didn't want to do it anymore. And um, so, yeah, they asked me to do it for Paris. I'm pretty stoked. Perfect. Yeah. So see, see you next week, then. Yeah, so it'll be good to see you again, buddy. <laughs> good. So right. be good. Take care, dude. Thank you, guys. Later. Later. Oh, Romain Mayu. What a, he's, a, he's a brother of the show. Serious brother of the show. One of the nicer guys. Nicest guys on the circuit. Great guy to talk to. He is Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. I do have to apologize. I'm kind of glad that it was our friend that we had this janky episode with. We had a bunch of, you know, technical difficulties, but he's a friend, so hopefully he understands it wasn't our fault. We just had to work through it. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's steadily improved. Like, he was, uh, he he didn't used to, um, you know, make mains in that even a few years ago, and now he's he's a threat to be in the main every time, and I think Paris, he's good enough to win for sure. I think he'll, I think he'll podium at least in Paris. Yeah, no, he's got some serious speed now done that first straightaway, so... I was agreed too. I was kind of curious about his kind of past and if he was always one of the top guys growing up or in junior. So it was kind of interesting to learn about that. Yeah. Funny story. He was talking about Manchester and having issues there. Back in, I think, was it 2014? We were all in the same moto, actually. And I remember he crashed at that one. Oh, yeah. We were. Yeah. It was tire exploded on the first jump or something and he ate shit. Yeah, he ate shit super hard and, like, yeah, it was gnar. I think he's always been fast, but I feel like the last. I think probably two or so years he's he's really figured out how to kind of put it together. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it kind of really just showed, I think, in Paris because it was really evident to see him just hole-shotting from the outside consistently like that. And it's just been happening more and more ever since and even before that too. Yeah, like I remember even in 2017, uh, those European World Cups, Papa Nelzolder, he rode really well. And I think that's where he got his first podium. Um, so, yeah, man. He's fast. He's uh, he's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those guys on the on the French national team looking to go to the Olympics. Yeah, they have quite the battle going on with like a good four or five of them. That's incredible. It's kind of fun to watch from the outside because like one race, one of them will podium. <laughs> then the next race, they'll go out in semis. Another dude will podium. They gotta all be super close in points from the like that ranking thing that he was telling us about. Yeah, seriously, no doubt. Like they all, they only get points from main events. Like that's seriously got to be one of the tw- toughest things teams to qualify for out there oh absolutely that's nowadays for sure that's the hardest team to qualify for the olympics no question yeah even on the women's side they're really deep yeah no honestly yeah they have like i'm trying to think right now but they have to have a good three or four girls that are up at the top and they have like 10 to 12 that are just some of the most skilled girls around yeah yeah so which remain good luck in paris like i said i'm stoked to be at a race again yeah, it's about time to have you back, buddy. We miss you to these races. I know. I'm so excited to go. I think doing the TV thing will be a good experience for me because um, uh, whenever I retire, I want to do something like that kind of full time. So I think this will be a good way to get my feet wet and have a crack at it. Yeah, hell yeah. I think that'll be great. And honestly, I'd probably these podcasts have probably helped as like, I don't know, a little starter to have to be able to talk to people on not like on demand, basically. So. Dude, I agree because obviously we, these don't, we don't uh live broadcast these but in a way it is live because we don't really edit it we just kind of go with it so i think that like this is good practice for me yeah and you're a friend of pretty much everybody out there on the track so makes it perfect easy to talk to everybody yeah it'll be cool i'm super stoked and it's gonna be nice just to see everyone exactly that'd be awesome we look forward to having you back yeah thanks bro thanks bro um have you asked them if you can take a, a coffee mug up there with you dude i'm gonna demand like a coffee chatter banner i'm only gonna do it if we get <laughs> at least like the morning news we need the coffee yep. mug with coffee chatter on it just something like that something simple super simple it's not that difficult right like i have one demand 
<laughs> all I want is a coffee mug. All I need is my coffee chatter mug. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. Um, before we wrap up the show, any gossip, James? Any Euro goss? Um, any Euro goss? Well, my, I already kind of spilled my own personal gossip that I was pretty just frustrated with the day. But I'll tell you something. So you know Teal, the smallest town ever in Belgium, it feels like. Yeah. You know by, the, by the way, that, that's the disco pr- place around the corner? Yep. Never been open. Well, me and Dana hit it up on the weekend. Place is a full-on club on the inside. No way. Straight up, we go there. It's a full-on club. Like, music's going off. Except everybody's old, and we were the youngest two people in there. What a shocker. <laughs> like, seriously, it was just filled with older people. And me and her just felt, like, kind of out of place. But we just went with it and had some fun. Did you tear up the dance floor or what? Yeah, we turned it up for a little bit. But then it kind of felt awkward because, like, didn't know the music. Cause it was kind of weird music. And then it was just a bunch of old people just hanging out. And we're just, like... Just trying to have a good time and rage out, but look at look at you fun. guys. They're like, oh, fresh meat. <laughs> oh, who are these pieces of fresh meat coming out? So we can do with them. There's probably the same. There's probably the same 10, 15 people in there every weekend. I would think so. How Honestly, many? The town's not big enough to bring in new people. How many people were in there? Uh, I got kind of busy towards the end. Maybe I I don't even know number, but it was kind of busy towards the end. But we were joking too. Like, imagine if it's probably just like your neighbor you see in there just. Around, having drinks, partying it up, and then you see them the next morning mowing their lawn. You see them mowing their lawn, they're just fucking raging at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny. You just know him from Bob the Farmer down the street, you just wave to every day, and he's just taking shots. <laughs> oh, it'd be so funny. Uh, Alright, well, thanks to ProGate Europe. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to for Rem- them coming on again. Thanks to Romain Mayu. Thanks to uh, Bird Rock Coffee Roasters for the shitty Wi Fi. Actually, you know yeah, what? I apologize, guys. This was it actually wasn't shitty Wi-Fi on my end, but your Wi-Fi was pretty shit. Yeah, my Wi-Fi was mine was bad at the beginning, but yours was janky at the end. I'm sweat. I'm sweating in the car right now. Sweating balls in the car right now. Yep, that's people don't even know the jankiness of this one, but it's gonna be cleaned up. It's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be cleaned up. Soon. It's gonna be clean, and we got the uh, we're not gonna say her name, but we got the queen coming on next week. Yep. So everybody look forward to that one as well. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. We got the queen coming on. Um. So yeah. Right on. Until next time, bro. Until next time, bro. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Later. Later.